Hi, I'm Sarah Fry. Welcome to Patent Pod. Pennsylvania's multi-tiered system of support, known as MTSS, is a comprehensive school improvement framework of evidence-based academic, behavioral, and social-emotional supports that meet the needs of all students, including those with disabilities. Today on Patent Pod, we'll learn about one LEA's implement implementation of MTSS, specifically for literacy. We'll focus on tier three of the framework, which includes targeted interventions provided to struggling students in a small group setting. I am pleased to welcome our guest today, Shelly West, the literacy intervention teacher at Shaler Area Middle School, and Laura Miller, the training and consultation coordinator at Allegheny Intermediate Unit Number 3. Ladies, thank you so much for joining sure. us. Thanks for having us. Yes. To get us started, can you just get us, uh, give us an overview of what Tier 3 interventions look like for you? Sure. In our middle school, we have an ELA period for the kids that's called when, what I need. And some students are in um, a regular class for that. And some students come to me for tier three intervention. These students are kids that are struggling with their reading skills. So I have an evidence-based program that I've been using to work with them to improve their skills. So grand reveal we wouldn't be interviewing you if, if it wasn't going well. What have the results been? It has been fantastic. Last year, I started with a small group of students. I had eight kids and we piloted one of the programs and the results were just amazing. T to give you an example, the students came to me reading approximately 60 to 70 words correct per minute on a timed reading. And they finished the year reading well above grade level over 140 to 160 words per minute. And it was incredible. And their confidence grew. They talked about how they'd go to other classes and they weren't embarrassed to read out loud anymore. They were volunteering to talk. Their teachers came to me and said, these kids are just like different kids. And it was just wonderful to see. And then this year we were able to expand the program. So now I have six classes, some seventh grade, some eighth grade, where I'm using the same program and we're seeing the same results. So you're seeing results within an academic year for these students, and those are pretty big jumps yes. in, in, um, in, in some of those assessment data. I think it might be easy for our, our viewers or our listeners to just think that, one, you're a miracle worker, which no. I'm not doubting. No. <laughs> but for it's the program, I think, that, that has done well in the fact that it is evidence-based and it's comprehensive. Yes. We work on fluency. We work on decoding vocabulary, comprehension. And the kids also sit with me when we do the screenings every three to four weeks so they can see their results. They know where they started and they see the gains and that's such a confidence builder for them. I think it's important to note that not only are we seeing jumps in their words correct per minute, but that has translated to their STAR assessment. So it mm -hmm. is translating to standards-based yes. um, measures as well. Yes. So we're really excited yes. that the students are showing um, an increase in their ability to analyze text and think critically about it as a result of working on their reading skills. Absolutely. So we've got this. Pro we, we've got these, you know, evidence-based practices coordinated by you in this this program. Mm -hmm. Has it been easy the whole way? I mean, we're seeing really <laughs> significant changes. And like you said, not only with students' um, academics and their, their assessment data, but their confidence, um, their engagement in other classes. Yes. 
Is it just easy as that? Like one, no. two, done? No. What, what, has the, what have the challenges been? So I think a lot of it came down to scheduling because where do you fit in um, a period where we can give the kids the support with their already busy schedule? So our administration worked to create the, pro the class that I mentioned, the what I need period. So these kids aren't missing any other instruction. They're coming to me for this tier three intervention and other students have the same class, but they don't need this level of support. So they're doing other activities with a different teacher. So I think once we got past the scheduling hump, that was one of the biggest obstacles to overcome. From your perspective, you yes. know, as a collaborator and a supporter, have there been any other difficulties or interesting <laughs> challenges that, you've, that you can Absol speak to? Absolutely. So um, Shelly and I have talked often about the fact that um, she kind of embarked on this journey uh, during the first year of COVID. Yes. And it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. There was so much on her plate and on the plate of every teacher um, in this in this LEA. Mm -hmm. And so really engaging in the hard work of meeting kids where they where they need support was not while everybody wanted to do it, it wasn't right. it wasn't top priority. And so it's taken a while for us to grow our um, collaboration and relationship. Mm -hmm surrounding, uh, supporting this implementation, but there were a lot of pieces to put into place Yes, in growing your professional knowledge, mm -hmm. getting you the right resources, identifying the correct students, and getting the uh, district to buy in on the concept. Yes. You know, um, that was, those were all challenges that we faced, but um, I'll say that we worked collaboratively we worked well together. together. Yes. And we we just problem solved, just like the MTSS framework calls for. We <laughs> right. problem solved around <laughs> yeah. every barrier we ran into. Absolutely, Laura was a great resource for us because she has the knowledge of different programs to try, what's going to work with kids, what the research is saying. She analyzes the data, and so that's been very helpful to us. So I can go to her, and I do often, you know, when I see what the kids are doing, and she's been very helpful. So that that collaboration piece was important, but it was not easy during COVID because we were there was a lot obviously thrown at everyone, mm -hmm. and so we just had to work through that too. And we worked together about a year and a half before we ever met face to face, True. which was which was a struggle. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a yeah. struggle to mm -hmm. really grow um, collaboration mm -hmm. and relationship mm -hmm. and trust um, between us, even right to that point. Um, and certainly was difficult when I couldn't see the students in the classroom mm -hmm. and provide that kind of coaching and support that went along with it. So right. we're thankful to be right, to meeting be face person. to face, <laughs> yes. right? And to be right. able to, to move from right. there. So you've had that initial pilot, like that pilot group of students mm -hmm. that showed that big burst of, of, of success. And now you're expanding to another cohort of students. Mm -hmm. um, at this time, and you've talked about your collaboration, how has that evolved? Like you said, being able to meet in person, mm -hmm. but how has your collaborative efforts evolved and has it grown to include other people? Yes, it has. So uh, Laura has been able to come in and she's met with my students. They, they enjoy when she comes in because one of the neat things is my students traditionally are not recognized for their academic achievement. They're struggling readers in middle school. They don't do well but now all of a sudden they are. So people are noticing them, which also builds their confidence. So Laura will come in and, and they get excited to talk about their successes. And then we recently met with um, the Secretary of Education and he wanted to hear their stories. They, they just thought they were celebrities. So, and it was, it was just heartwarming to see them. They were nervous. 
but to see them do that. So I think being able to have these opportunities has been great for them. Absolutely. And from an IU perspective, Shelly has been so generous with her time and expertise that she has allowed so many other reading specialists and interventionists to come in and observe her her students and her teaching and has really um, allowed others to find programs that are a good fit for them. So Mm -hmm. she's really become a mentor to many of our teachers in Allegheny Mm -hmm. County and even across the state. You've had Mm -hmm. contact from people across Mm -hmm. the state and um, into other states as Mm -hmm. well, really interested in her work and and these students. Mm -hmm. And so that has really been a huge benefit Um, just to have her expertise and her willingness to share with others because we know that teachers want to hear from other teachers about what works. And so it's really been, um, it's a big collaboration now and we are able to see similar results in other cohorts of students and other districts following a similar tier Mm -hmm. three model. And you're the, you're the only one of you within your school, correct? Correct. So how does that feel? You know, I'm, I assume it's empowering, but being, you know, kind of on an island as we talk about that metaphor in education to having these connections, what are you getting out of that as you are helping other teachers in in other districts? Well, it's just so nice to see the kids. I've been teaching for a long time. I'm old. This is my 29th year. So this is something new for me because I've taught um, in special education classrooms. I've taught English. I've taught reading. So this is something new that I'm doing full time. And I really enjoy it because it really, the results are so evident. And then when I share what I'm doing with other teachers, they're sharing right back and they're telling me what they're doing. So I'm learning right along with other people, which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. How has working working with Shelly maybe changed your perspective yes. of your role? Yes, absolutely. I think that we have shifted over time. I used to um, kind of bring you information and ideas mm-hmm. and um, kind of be in that position of being the one to share the information, but we really are thought partners now, I think. Mm-hmm. And so we we learn so much from each other. Mm-hmm. And we, as we mentioned before, we often sit down to solve a problem together. In fact, we'll be doing that when we're done Later filming today. this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we're thinking about um, barriers that are coming for next year and how we can work around those mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of think about the, that process. But um, working with Shelly is an absolute joy. Meeting with the students is is so rewarding. And I just really encourage anyone in the reading specialist role or interventionist who feels alone and on an island to reach out to to their IU or patent consultants to really get connected with other folks and to get that support that you often don't get because you're right. you're all alone in right. your role in the building. Right. Absolutely. Can we, if you don't mind, I'd like to circle back. You talked about just the, um, the feeling of watching your students talk about their own success mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe their academic experiences have not always been positive. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult to get their buy-in? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what was that like and how, how do you maintain it? Well, I think um, I we have a program that's very successful, but to get them to trust me and to trust the process took a while. So we do some fun things. You know, we build in some games, we build in some other things. And because I am 
a full-time like academic support teacher now, I can offer them help in other ways. So they trust me. They can come to me if they have a question about an, a, a different English assignment or a science assignment. Not math so much. We struggle in math, but we do our best. But then they have that trust. So now when I say, try this, please. And then they, they've kind of bought in. But then again, the program we're using has them seeing their assessment results every three to four weeks. So they see it. And so they go, okay, this is working. I'll, I'll keep going with it. And I think that's a big component of it. Yeah, I think in the same mm -hmm. way it took us time to build our relationship. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And now students are anxious to get into your classes mm -hmm. and your reputation precedes you. And they're, you know, they are. It's because the kids are successful. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. the kids are um, the kids are doing really well. And again, and working with Laura, she's got the background knowledge. She knows about how kids learn to read and she can teach that to me so then I can bring it to the kids. So it's it's a good partnership, a very good partnership. What has the uh, impact been on, like you said, you, you're able to support students, maybe they're bringing other assignments to you, but also your students are going into their other class classrooms. Mm -hmm. Have you have you gotten some good high fives around the building? What 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 how, how has that rippled out? So it's nice because the teachers will say, just talking about the kids, you know, it's so nice to see so-and-so, like they raised their hand and their answer was perfect. Or we were doing presentations and they got up and they just did it and they weren't nervous anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're all seeing because teachers come and go, programs come and go, but these kids are feeling like they're doing a really good thing. And that's, that's the bottom line. That's what's important. I remember you telling me um, and the student shared with me on the day that we met with PDE and the Secretary of Ed that um, Shelly wrote passes for the students to come down at the appointed time to, to meet. And one of the teachers said, um, I don't know why this student's coming. They don't struggle with reading. Mm -hmm. So it was a student from last year's mm -hmm. cohort and yes. who has improved yeah. so much that the teacher couldn't understand Didn't why this child would be yeah. involved in a reading intervention program. Yes. That's that was heartwarming. A, yeah, yes. well, that's a that ringing. was such a that was yes. such a celebration. Yeah, yes. that is a ringing endorsement yes. for for the work that that student put in and the, mm -hmm. the yes. effort that you all did to to help that student be successful. So you've sold me. I'm sure <laughs> you you've sold our audience. But I, for those that might still think, okay, they've got this great relationship. Everything they've got it in their schedule. If folks are interested, we always say, right, reach yes. out, ask. Yes. But are there are there any ideas that you could share if if folks are ready to start? Where do they begin? Well, I would say <laughs> I would say it, it has to be a, a collaborative effort that you need someone that can bring the programs to you and then working with administration to see where it fits in the schedule and then yeah. But we are obviously we're willing to, you know, share our stories with anyone that wants to reach out to us and invite people in to visit and meet my kids because they're um, they'll talk about the program, too. Yeah, they're happy to. And I think it's important, um, as you were talking about, to find someone and connect with someone who has the background knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I am by trade a secondary ELA teacher as well and have not mm -hmm. always known how children learn to read. And so um, wasn't able to support my own students in that way, but have been very privileged to get to um, learn so much about how students learn to read and, in, and be involved in that process that now I can turn around and support teachers. Mm -hmm. But as secondary English teachers, we're not taught how to support students who are struggling readers. We can accommodate them, but we don't know how to teach them to overcome that. And so really finding that partnership and connecting with others, mm -hmm. engaging in that work 
is so important to anybody engaging at this work at the secondary mm -hmm. level. A lot of folks are skilled at that at the elementary level, but at the secondary, it really is still it's not different. widely yeah. practiced, mm -hmm. right? So right. finding folks engaging in that work is really important so that you make sure you're making good decisions and you have good thought partners right. to work with. Mm -hmm. So thinking about that, um, and I appreciate you, you know, kind of spotlighting for, for us the differences in educator backgrounds, um, focusing on literacy, putting that all together in this framework of MTSS. What is it? Imp what is important to know? What What is it about M MTSS as a framework that makes that possible for you all, and possibly, hopefully, other LEAs? That's you. Um, sure, absolutely. <laughs> so I think what's what really is spotlighted is that. Um, when we look at an MTSS framework, if a student makes it to middle school and is still not a proficient reader, we have to service that child in not just accommodating them, but teaching the child to read, right? So if even though we may not have educators who are prepared at the secondary level to teach students to read, we have to get that way. And so making sure that we're supporting educators to in turn support students is critical and making sure that we're using the data-driven model um, to, to know what, what the issues are that students are facing so that we can help them overcome them. Absolutely. And, th and that's what we got from Laura. And that was like the collaborative effort. And that's what we were able to do for our kids in our building. From your perspective, what is the biggest, um, not just the results themselves, but like mm -hmm. the, the biggest leap between the world of before MTSS and after? What... Can you think, nail it into one thing? I think it's it's kind of what Laura said. It's a concentrated effort to target what the kids need. And I think it comes with learning from the people that have the background knowledge. Before, everyone everyone's always trying. We know we have kids that are struggling. How can we fix it? But I don't think we had the tools or the knowledge to do it. Now we're getting that. So we're we're using our time more wisely with the kids because we're working with people like Laura who are teaching us how to teach the kids. And that's was the missing piece, I think. Not from lack of effort, we were trying, we just didn't have the resources and now we have them, so. You shared with me once that it's really given you a lot of joy. Absolutely, I would have to say 29 years, this is one of my best, just because you see the results in the kids yes. and it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I think for folks in my position, right, if you work for an IU and you're supporting districts and it's outside of your comfort level, you have to, to reach out to your fellow TAC and to um, patent educational mm -hmm. consultants because there is a wealth of knowledge in Pennsylvania and everyone is willing to share it. Um, we just have to, to go get it. Mm -hmm. So True. Well, both of you, I appreciate both of you sharing that. And, and uh, that's um, uh, an idea that's going to stick in my mind. Like you said, we're all trying, mm -hmm. but working together collaboratively and putting the right pieces in place using data and evidence-based practices. You're coming out of the classroom every day with joy and your mm -hmm. students are finding success. Yes. So I thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and our audience, thank you. Um, both of you. And I'd also like to thank as always our producer, John Ragsdale, and to our audience, thanks for, thanks for joining us with this story. I hope you will Come find another Patent Pod episode to watch or listen to in the near future.